1: This is the Busted Open Podcast.
2: You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on
1: Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Mark Henry, Bully Ray, and I have an amazing interview with Hall of Famer Jerry Briscoe. He talks about the new show, Tales from the Territories, which will be focused on Florida he tells some stories himself some great tales that he's going to share with the Busted Open Nation and I also give my on-site report of being at the WWE Performance Center and being part of the NXT kickoff show this past weekend at Halloween Havoc right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Bully. How are you guys? Bully, you look angry. Why are you so angry?
2: Why are you so angry? (laughs) You know
3: damn well why I am in a bad mood. I have been in a bad mood since NXT Halloween Havoc because you are a mark for yourself. You are a hug-chasing, going-into-business mark for yourself who deserves to be verbally decimated on the air today by myself and the entire busted open nation. I That's why I'm in a bad mood. But before I go any further, I got to do my shout outs. I got to give a shout out to the water buffalo this morning. I got to give a shout out to my boy Ruger. I got to give out a shout out to Uncle Tommy at Five Star Catering in Westfield, New Jersey. I got to give a shout out to Norma. Drinking Prosecco already. Now back to you. What about Let's- Flounder?
1: Yeah, what no, well, Flounder's well. out. Flounder's out. Flounder's oh. on life support. Ix- Ixnay on the Flounder A, Mark. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about Flounder. Uh Flounder's sleeping with the fishes.
2: Whoa. Yeah,
1: there's this things. Flounder. You know, there's no, things. We'll, okay, we'll, we'll, get, that. That.
2: we'll <laughs> get we'll get to that on a, well, another I, The, I, the, I, the, the and Tony Soprano just
1: came out. The, the, the things. <laughs> I don't I don't want to make this about me. But Oh no, we're see, making it about what you.
3: No, we're making <laughs> it about you because I... you decided to make it about you on the pre-show at That's Halloween Havoc. Here's... Let me set the table here before oh, I put God. you through it. All right? Shut up, <laughs> Damn.
2: <laughs> Damn.
3: You get invited by the WWE to be part of the nxt halloween havoc pre-show you get to be out there with uh with sam roberts and who is uh who was the girl that you're out there with uh, mackenzie mitchell right his new best friend
1: they, yes, we're they, besties re- now, Mackenzie and I. Yes, go
3: NXT, ahead. Shawn Michaels, Hunter, everybody there, they roll out the red carpet for you. They put you on Peacock for the whole world to see. You could have worn anything on that day. Now, if that was me and I was Dave LaGreca representing Busted Open, the show that I created 12 years ago, I'll be damned if I'm not going to wear a T-shirt that says busted open. I'm going to wear something that has the logos, the colors, the emblem of the show that I created. Mm. And what did you do? Mm. You marked out for yourself. You went into business for yourself. And you wore a t-shirt with a giant fat head of yourself on it. Kind of like the one you're wearing right now. Instead of going we we we, you went me
1: me me. Dude, you have to be kidding me! All right, are you are you gonna let are you gonna let me talk?
3: Actually, no. I can go on for three hours about this. That's that would. I, I know you could. That would make for great radio. Are you going to let because, me tour? Because I sent out one tweet a couple of days ago, and I have hundreds and hundreds of replies of what should happen to you this morning. Hmm. Okay. I, I don't think there's. I don't think that there are many that agree with you on this situation.
1: All right. Well, you, we'll really? find out. We'll you find you out. go ahead.
3: You, you, you talk. Now.
1: Yeah, and and Mark, I apologize because this show is as much yours as anybody else, and we'll, and I want to get your opinion on things. But if you don't mind, we got to take. Unfortunately, Bully brought this on air, so you Bully rebelled. and I, Bully and I, have to take care of some family business at the dinner table, so to speak, with the busted Open Nation. So, you know, so Mark, if if you don't mind for a couple of minutes, I have to retort to what Bully said. Come
2: on, said. Re- mind if now, I retort? And, this
1: is, and and here's the thing. Now, both of you, both you, Mark, and Bully watched Halloween Havoc on, on the Peacock Network on Saturday. And, Mark, yeah. I know you watched the kickoff show with myself. Sam Roberts who's also a good friend of yours, Mackenzie Mitchell, who is my new best friend. And you texted me, Mark, hey, Dave, you look good, great job, as well as the Busted Open Nation. Uh, Bully, to your point, the Busted Open Nation was very proud of me on Saturday. Now, Bully, you watched Halloween Havoc on Saturday, but what you didn't watch was the kickoff show. You started watching Halloween Havoc at 7.59. Instead of tuning in at 7.30, you decided to start tuning in at 7.59, and then and then right away, in true Bully fashion, you jumped to conclusions, and you started tweeting, if you If you noticed, everybody was dressed up for Halloween. I made the joke that, hey, you know what? Everybody told me to be me on the kickoff show, so I dressed like Dave LaGreca. If you go back, Bully, and you watch the pre-show, I dropped Busted Open and SiriusXM at least a half a dozen times during that pre-show. So, yes. And, And by the way everybody knows that Dave lagreca and this head it's no longer my head this is no longer Dave lagreca's head bully this is the head of the nation this this is this is like on the flag so everybody knows that this Dave lagreca it's like Madonna they might as well not even call me Dave LaGreca anymore if they you're might going as well call to wear Mr busted open by if now. you're gonna wear a
3: t-shirt with a head on it why didn't you wear the Hydra why didn't you wear the T-shirt that you had don't have your a Hydra. head? There is no oh, Hydra shirt. How come you don't didn't wear the shirt that had your head, Mark's head, Tommy's head,
1: and my head? There's no shirt that has the. Yes, Hydra there is. Wait, okay. When you when you get it to me, you know what? The next time <laughs> then, I'm on, it. And the next time I'm on, if they welcome me back on, I will wear the Hydra T-shirt, bully.
3: You had the opportunity to be uh, a walking billboard for Busted Open, have the Busted Open name out there for everybody to see for a half an hour on the pre show, but no, you had to wear a shirt with your head. It's not like looking at your real life fat freaking head isn't a, no. a big head.
2: You had to wear the one the one with your face Billy, on the He followed my advice. I said, go and be yourself.
3: That's right. No, Yeah, being himself is his own personality. I understand that. It's Halloween. I dressed up like Dave LaGreca. You should have had the Busted Open t-shirt on. I don't care how many times you dropped the name. I dropped it a lot. Because at the end of the day, what people don't realize about you is you really are a mark for yourself. Well, that that is not. Thus, true. the look. Look at the smile on his face, well, Mark. Wait, I love this smile. Me on his you know face. what,
1: bully? I've seen you on the
3: bump. I have never seen you wearing a busted open T-shirt on the bump. I wear Busted Open merchandise a lot. I never wear my own merchandise when I'm doing anything. Yeah, if I'm in the ring, I'm wearing my gear. Well, this, okay? is, my,
1: this is my version no, of being in no, the ring. No, 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 yes, no. Yes, this is my o- version of being open, in the ring. Mark's, busted Mark's Open Mark was left. a lot more popular before your big head ever was. Mark just left. Mark got so angry, he threw what else? Down And sat down, and he walked away. Like... I mean, this was my version of being in the ring. I don't compete in the ring. I'm not a wrestler. I look at that. Mark's got the busted open uh Dave LaGreca roast t shirt. But you know what? Even that shirt would have been a better one
3: because at least it says busted open on it with your head. If you would have wore that shirt, I would uh, have had nothing to say because it has the busted open logo and it has your head on it. But you know no, what? you just you decided to wear a shirt of just your head.
1: Nothing else. By the way, um, you make a really good point. <laughs> I can't, I can't argue with that one. You know, Mark, the sh- Mark that shirt, Mark that you just brought that shirt probably been should have been the shirt that I wore because it, it's the best of both worlds. It has my head, and it says "busted open."
2: Dave, you know I always, I always follow your lead. I'm like Dave. You taught me a lot. You know, you brought me into this world. And I always follow your lead. I have to say,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Bull is right. The shirt that I just had that had the busted open on it might have been a more suitable option.
1: Okay. Well, you, listen, you I, I love you me learn.
2: some meat too.
1: You live and you learn. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, it was a, Halloween episode, Halloween Havoc. I dressed up, up myself. I wore the fad. I'm sorry if I no, don't apologize. offended anybody. Obviously, you know how much I love Busted Open. It's the show I created for crying out loud. And for me, you know, I thought I did. I thought I did the nation proud. Mark, I at least thank you for tuning in. Bully intentionally didn't start watching until 7.59. He uh, started watching was, at 7.59. I 7:59. was on the West Coast.
3: I was on the West Coast, and I was at the Impact television tapings. So once again, Mark, some of us, and I'm not talking about Mark Henry. I'm talking about Dave LaGreca, the Mark. Once again, Mark, Okay, it can't always be about you. It was about you for a half an hour on the kickoff show because you decided to wear a T-shirt with only your head on it. What you're basically saying is, what you're basically saying is, the name of the show does not matter. The other hosts on the show does not matter. This is my show. It's all about me. I'm only wearing my head. It's not like myself or Mark or Tommy or anybody else that's involved in the show helped get you to the dance. It was like, no, fuck them. Yeah, oh, that's not true. That's, that's a little exactly. That's a little strong Your actions that being said louder than words. F them, I'm wearing a T-shirt of only my head and my face. Not the, not the brand of the show, not the logo of the show, not the other hosts on the show who have considerably more um um uh, accolades than okay, you I do. Don't. You could have wore the four-headed Hydra. Dave, you I say own wore... it. I
2: don't have a four-headed I, I, I Hydra. I say own it. Own it, man. Hell yeah. That's what I did. They, why, I why mean, didn't, me. They didn't say, Hey. Uh, uh, not not
3: you're a little out of line because i got invited too
2: okay
1: all right well you know I
3: if, I and if it. i was there i would have had a buck listen tony khan hired you and the big show for one reason so you could walk around with aew merchandise on just so those aew letters can
2: be huge well, that's bullshit well you my, my since, point since is, we call it bullshit on people my point i'm, I'm is, not a walking I, billboard
3: i want the world's strongest man wearing my aew logo i want the largest athlete in the world wearing my logo all i'm asking here is for dave lagarka the guy who invented the show to wear the t-shirt that says busted open would that have been asking too much
1: you know I don't think you understood the theme of the show, bully. I don't think you understood the theme of the show. I think you uh, listen, I think you're a little out of line. I think you're just a yeah. little bit out of line here. I I I mean, I love you to death. I actually wanted to start the show about how much I, that I think you're, you know, being accused of being an a dishonorable person when you've been nothing but honest and honorable. And I think you're being a little over the top here to start busted open this morning. And you know what? I got to be honest with you. I was kind of hoping that I come on the air today, we you know, Mark and you would maybe compliment me a little bit, good job or maybe be critical where I needed to be critical. But you're like really angry about this t-shirt thing. I thought I did bust it open proud on Saturday. Nobody's angry.
3: You gaslighting you a, hump. You okay. Look like,
1: you look a little you, you sound a little Nobody's,
3: angry. Nobody's <laughs> Mark, you like that. When right? I call him a hump, right?
2: when was the last time you heard somebody get called a hump that's one of my words from back in the day call hurricane up
3: get him on the phone he'll tell you hurricane jericho and christian they all know that's one of my go-to words you hump anyway (laughs) i'm not angry all right what i am is i'm calling you you love to call tommy dreamer a fraud he is a fraud what you are sir (laughs) Is the biggest fraud in the history of busted open. I thought you, you would call, be on you call my Tommy side. Things
2: too, bully. Yeah,
1: you call Tommy things too, and, and by the way, I think honestly, after watching Impact Wrestling, some of what Bully said is a little bit might justified. be right. You might be right because Tommy actually called out Bully on TV about like being a bad guy, like. You guys are friends, and he calls them out like being a bad guy, and a lot, like that's a yeah. Little, what the what the hell you know, is Tommy that? Tommy was a little. Tommy was a little bit out of line on Impact Wrestling, and I hope everyone's watching Impact Wrestling on Access because the story right now that's going on with Bully is pretty phenomenal. You
2: need to turn tune into that, like Big, you know. I, I'm looking at Tommy like a little like a jealous brother. You ever, I, you ever I, seen like one of those shows like a, like the the, the soaps? The stories. The stories. My mom's stories. And and, and the, the brother is like, but I want to be the king of the family. Mm. That's what it seems like. It's it's it's. it's almost said I'm almost cuss like they. It's messed up.
1: Well, you're so, so
3: saying Tommy's a little jelly. A <laughs> little
1: bit. Not even, no, it's not even jealousy. Yeah, it's not even jealousy. It's not jealousy. <laughs> you say I, Tommy is a little
3: jelly, or it looks like terrible. Tommy ate a little jelly.
1: Come on. Oh stop it. Here it, we it, go. It, and it Here we be go.
3: A uh, stop it. His jam don't shake like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so good. All right. This is out of... Could, all right. Can, can I at uh. least... All right, I think yeah. I did sure, a great do whatever you want. You wearing your, you wearing the uh, same shirt today that you no. wore on uh, Halloween at Halloween. That's Day. how I know you didn't watch because this is not the same shirt. This is a much bigger head on this shirt than what you didn't watch. You didn't whatever. watch because you don't care. You don't care whatever. about me at all. Whatever. I think you sh- you made your feelings very very clear here. But you know what? What I do want to talk about is Halloween Havoc, the experience of being at NXT, and of course, everybody knows that I love the busted open nation. We'll continue the discussion.
0: If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Bapchik's Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a
3: way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Bapchik's Morning After on SiriusXM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode.
1: That was my first time at the Performance Center, and it was pretty damn impressive at that performance center
2: man so- what, what a place yeah it,
1: it's, it's pretty incredible, Mark.
2: not just the the, the rings and the, uh, the the medical facilities, the gym is incredible, but the thing that I feel like is is probably the most impressive thing is the media room where you go in and you have the big round table and you have the multiple rooms that they do all the editing and um, a lot of the, the ads and everything that's done from the actual studio. They don't do it at Titan tower uh, in Connecticut. They do it right there. They have all the things that you need to run uh, a pro wrestling company in that one building. It's very impressive.
3: Dave, what stood out to you the most about your experience there? Um, Was it, how, how, let's put it this way. How were the boys towards you?
1: uh, Everybody uh, came up to me, um, uh, thanked me for being there. Uh, Just, they were very happy for me being there, giving exposure uh, to the NXT brand. Shawn Michaels uh, came up to me and said, thank you for coming and thank you for being a part of it uh Sean Michaels even came up to me well after uh everything and said Great, thank you and said that he loved what I did on Saturday night on the kickoff show. Um they couldn't have been nicer uh to me. And 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 the one word I would use is respectful. You know, and, and Mark and Bully, you both talk about uh being in, you know, in the locker room at shows and you know, you two guys as as legends and veterans and hall of famers. Um you know, going up and, and obviously younger wrestlers approaching you or bullying. Mark, you talk about going into a, a company's locker room for the first time and you go up to some of the wrestlers that are part of that locker room and and then here I am. I'm just a, I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a guest. I'm a visitor into this into this world and they they, uh, they couldn't have been more respectful, more generous with their time. It was pretty incredible. And the one thing that gave me goosebumps is that there is like a, a staircase, like a hallway leading up to like the main part of the performance center where the rings are and where everybody's going to basically go to work. And going from like the locker room down into that area, uh, in the staircase, is it's littered with pictures of uh, Pat Patterson and Nature Boy Buddy Rogers and Bobo Brazil and Freddie Blassie. And then right above the doorway before you walk into that main area is a picture of dusty roads. And it was like, wow. And it's like, you know, you hear that about like Notre Dame, like, you know, they have that sign right above the doorway before you enter, enter the field, like play like a champion today. Yep. Yep. That's what it felt like, you know, like that was pretty incredible and gave me goosebumps. It's like, you if you're walking down that staircase, you know, the legends that have, been, you know, that have founded this company, the legends that have made this company that have given you a stage to now perform on here in 2022 and learn. And then but it's like also like, all right, these are the faces I'm going to see just before I go to work. So these this is the example that's being set forth for me. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, incredible. this is the
2: standard to live up to. Yes. And I, I don't think that any of us um, don't walk the hallways of any wrestling facility and you see uh, the greats, you see the, the, the champions, you see the guys that got over before you had an inkling or a dream of getting over. And the guys that you studied and replicated, and you don't get that feeling, Dave. Like yeah. uh, I, I always got emotional and stuff anytime like uh hall of fames and you see the, 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 the hall of fame caliber guys in the room, you know, like we're going to have Gerald Briscoe on the show later on. And he's always been one of those guys to me, you know, mentored me a lot. He, um, you know, always, you know, sometimes he had to, tell me where i was wrong and 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 wasn't nice about it but i will take it because i know that he proved that he's got skins on the wall and you know it's it's, it's a great thing to be able to pay respect to those those greats
1: and you know and, and before i got up to that platform to do the pre-show um and you know we're obviously we're having some fun here and you know bully with with my shirt but like I literally walked up those stairs and I was hyperventilating because it, was, oh. and it wasn't, it, it wasn't, like there was a moment right before that kickoff that I thought I was going to, uh, I was going to pass out and it's not about being live. I'm live here every day with you guys. It's not about being on TV. Like after I walked down that hallway, I started thinking about you guys. Like when I was walking up the steps to that platform to do the show, I started thinking of you Mark and you bully and Tommy and everybody that's a part of this show, like I'm representing you guys. Like if I go up there and I do a bad job as, as you know, everybody's everybody knows me from this show. Like, I I don't know. I I think it was walking down that hallway that got me thinking about this show. And I started thinking about, man, this is like a big responsibility to represent this show because I do this show with hall of famers and icons. Like I'm representing you guys. And, and I felt like, that's the same for these future WWE superstars. Like they have to uphold and to see those faces. So I know it sounds a little bit like emotional, but like I I was really starting to hyperventilate because I was thinking to you guys, like that's a great responsibility to represent you guys. I hope. And I, and I did, it wasn't lost on me on Saturday night.
3: And what you are experiencing in that moment is the adrenaline shot. Now, remember, I, I, I've, t- I've told you about times during my career, um, Dave, that that has happened to me. Imagine that feeling times 100 yeah. before you're about to go through that curtain in front of 20, 30, you know, 100,000 people. That feeling of, oh, my God, this is huge. The hyperventilating that I might pass out and having to control that. Um, and, and like you said, you're going out there, you're going into the WWE atmosphere, you have two WWE Hall of Famers on this show. Uh, I think, you know, busting your balls about your t shirt is one thing. It was a huge deal for you to be there representing the show it's a huge deal for the wwe and nxt to invite you in and put you on their show they didn't just invite you in the back they didn't just give you a ticket to the show they invited you on their pre-show um to to give your opinions on what we were going to see on Halloween Havoc just like you give your opinions here every day so I you know over the years we've wanted to be more involved with NXT and with the WWE so I think this is a great positive step forward for the relationship of
2: Busted Open and uh NXT yeah well, Dave and- also um that's not an uncommon thing um one of the most common things is you have to pee really bad (laughs) to walk through that curtain. And I know guys, there's garbage cans. I know guys that have just had to pee in the garbage can. Um, I've seen guys vomit and then they, Oh, all right. I'm good. But the number one thing that happens and it happens to us all, you get blown up. You can walk, you can walk through that curtain Dave. And before you get to the ring, you can be like this. Because you stop breathing. Referees tell guys all the time, all right, come on, breathe. <laughs> because you get so caught up in the moment in your character that you stop breathing.
1: Voluntary. Like stop breathing. I, I, I thought I was going to pass out.
2: Yeah, like I, you stop like breathing. When, That's what no, happened.
1: It was like when... You know, they did the, you know, the, um, they showed the signature, like, cause you see the monitor. So they show that signature, the then now forever that every fan that's listening to this has seen a billion <laughs> times, reading. right? Like I saw that signature guys and I'm like, Oh my God. Like. I'm I, I was like I'm going to embarrass myself on TV cuz the first thing they're going to see when the camera goes on is me falling backwards passing out like I, all I'm thinking in my head is like don't don't pass out
3: This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, including with most subscriptions.
2: The Adam
1: Shine Podcast. Obviously, he's a Hall of Famer. We bring in the one and only Mr. Jerry Briscoe. Sir, how are you this morning?
0: You know, I'm smarter than what an old man looks like. So <laughs> we got back on.
1: <laughs> we appreciate you being a part of the show this morning. There's so much to get into, and it would be impossible. We would need a week's worth of shows to talk about your career and the influence that your career has had on the world of pro wrestling. But... You're a big part of the show that we're going to watch tomorrow night with tales from the territories. And when you talk about that Florida territory that you were such a big part of, what's the first thing that you think of when you think of Florida and that territory? Talent, just
0: talent surrounding me, and and uh, boy, was it was we ever blessed out here to have 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 the amount of talent we had down there. And it wasn't just you know a streak; it, it was maintained through decades of, of Eddie Graham promotion down there. The respect that Eddie Graham had, and the brilliance that Eddie Graham had, where he could take an old college boy like me and turn me into something that people wanted to see. So, I was just blessed to have a, a million guys around me that wanted to help. And a promoter that saw a little spark in me somewhere, somehow, and was able to give me give me that that that, that baton and let me run a little bit.
2: Dad, who who was it like your uh, top ten guys? Oh man, well the guys I've been in the
0: ring with are guys that I just work with, partnered with guys that
2: you work with at uh, Florida Championship.
0: Well, you, you got to start with, with, with the Funk brothers. I mean, you know, without the Funk brothers and without the Briscoe brothers, I don't think there'd be Funks or, or Briscoes out there. But that, that that combo just just was one of those combos. You had four collegiate athletes. You had a couple of bas- uh, uh, football players and a couple of wrestlers that liked to compete. And when you get somebody that likes to compete, and and you like to compete. That that's a magic combination. You guys know that. You guys are both oh, yeah. competitors in the ring. So you guys enjoyed it more when somebody was out there challenging you than when somebody was out there not challenging you. So it, it raises your level what, to compete people like that. So you gotta start out with the funk. And you know, you go to to uh Don Morocco and uh, uh Hall of Famer, you know, the Funk were Hall of Famers. And then you go to Steve Kern and Mike Graham, who were two guys that, you know, that, that challenge you every time you step in the ring with them. So there was just a plethora of, of, of talent that I was fortunate enough to step in the ring with.
3: Jerry, you were just talking about Eddie Graham. What made Eddie Graham such a unique and special promoter?
0: Well, it's the way Eddie looked at, looked at talent. It's the way Eddie, Eddie, Eddie realized and, and, you know we'll we'll cover a little bit tomorrow night and and as from the territory and by the way Dwayne Johnson put a crew together up there with uh, with the Vice TV that the, the producers that came in they they just didn't have a couple of questions, a generic questions to ask you they they dug deep in there but, but what made Eddie special was Eddie was one of these guys that that you had to get back to the territory you had to get back to the community so he had you out there. He had you exposed to, to different people that weren't just a hardcore wrestling fans. We went to sports meetings. We went to high schools. We spoke. Uh, he took so so much advantage of, of guys like me and my brother and and the other guys I have mentioned. But Eddie had had that thing. And Ed, Eddie, if you go back and you trace Eddie's career, there there are three different phases in Eddie Graham's promotional career. One, when he came down here and took the territory over, it was, it was basically a, a summertime territory. They only ran half the year. But he saw that the, you know, the snowbirds coming down to st- uh, South Florida, so he opened that up. But he, in the beginning, he knew he had to have something to excite him, so he had no blood guts. Then he, as this kids started getting older and getting into amateur racing. Then he changed his philosophy again. He changed the philosophy. I'm gonna get athletes in here and, and, and build up the wrestling programs in the high schools. Then he brought me and Bob Roop and uh, uh, Jack and all these guys that had a collegiate background. Then, then you know, as times were changing, he saw that he, the need to change. So he went back, back to the blood gut with the, with the Dusty roads and the Paxong Nams and the hill hill type territories. So Eddie Eddie was smart enough to see what the society was wanting and how how to blend all his talent in. So he had three different different modes of of operation down here in it. He was just he was very a brilliant man.
2: Pack son now, Dave. <laughs> wow. I told you that. that <laughs> I used to love that dude when I was a kid, man. Yeah, and he was why- fe- he was fearful, man. He had a
0: head on him about like this. And <laughs> it was one of the first things that, you know, that pro wrestling he'd ever done off 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 out of out of a studio is Gary Hart took him out to a beach one time. And there were there were rocks out there on, on the beach uh, and 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 Paxton had a uh a, a hand kind of like you you and Bubba Mark and it was just gigantic. It was ham hock. He'd take rocks and start squeezing them. They went out and they filmed this on, for, for an outside uh, vignette and aired it on our TV. P- folks had never seen anything like that before. And this guy become one of the most fearful guys, guys ever. I don't know if I cover this until the territory, but night, Air Florida used to have like a midnight flight from Miami to Tampa. You can get the damn thing for like 18, 19 bucks back in those days. So there was always a race from Miami beach. Uh, to the airport to, to try to make that airplane. So one night, pack songs working with dusty road, Jack and I are on the match before. So we get out there. We're already on the plane. All of a sudden pack song gets out of the car and he's running. Pack song had of course, bladed during, during the course of the match. So he had the band-aid rapper, but he still had that old blood trickling down. So man, he come running on that airplane, you know, out of breath and a, and a sweatsuit, blood trickling down. I sat in across the aisle from these two, two uh, hippie boys, you know, I think they were a little, had, had partaked in the weed a little bit down in South Florida down there. As that pack song got on, pack song started coming toward. I watched those guys' eyeballs, and they were like that blood dripping down pack yo You know, here's this freak anyway. He brought it down the aisle. It was blood dripping off of it. He sat down in the aisle in front of him, and he got elbowed him. Do, 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 watch it. They were going out of their minds. So... It was it was quite a trip out there. You know, oh, you
1: mentioned man. something that I don't think Florida or the grand family get enough, you know, really get enough compliments about and the influence that they had. Because you talked about the vignettes, and they used a lot of vignettes. Whether uh, you know, it was Kevin Sullivan and the Purple Haze, like they did an wow. excellent job of having those vignettes to introduce you to characters and storylines.
0: Yeah. Yes, they did. And and, a, and 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 the thing that enabled that was Eddie Graham had his own studio. Back in the old days, you know, people did their TV out of TV studio. Do you put 50 in it? So Eddie, Eddie made the investment in his company. He bought this building and he transformed it into a studio, which we could only get 75, 100. But the way Eddie, the creativeness of the Eddie and the producer, the way they shot it, it looked like a full Coliseum building there. So he had that uh that 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 appearance so we were able to do all of our tv inside a a a controlled environment so he was able to go out and we had so many guys coming in out florida was blessed you know because everybody wants to come to florida in the winter time so guys were taken off from from the north up in vince senior territory they had come down guys from minnesota would come and they bring those ideals and eddie always had that open mind where he would listen so he was able to figure, out, hey man, if we if we change our style a little bit, just don't do everything everything in this com- uh, confined area, and we go out. We got we got nature land out here in Florida, so yep. let's go out and use it. So Eddie was bright enough to figure out I need to do this. So he he kind of everybody says we pioneered this, we pioneered that. You know, we probably we probably didn't pioneer, but we were definitely one of the first to use it. You know.
1: You know, one thing that we like, I think of when I think of Florida and uh, the Legends Roundtable on the WWE Network and On Demand did a great job of really covering a lot of the territories back over a decade ago. And we've had Bob Roop on this show before and i think a lot of fans younger fans who didn't get to experience wrestling during the territories or even wrestling you know pre uh the 90s about that you know fans like me believed you know we we believed in the magic we believed in mystique we believed that everything that we're watching was 100 percent real and i think like bob roop in that florida territory if there were new wrestlers that were going to come in you had to show them that hey even if they didn't make it they were going to believe in that everything that happened in that ring was a hundred percent genuine.
0: Well, the, Eddie was like that. I mean, you know, Eddie had a, Eddie had a, a deal down there. You could go out. If you got in a fight and you won, you come back to work. But if you went out in the bar and you got in a fight and you got your butt kicked, you better just go home, pack your bag and keep on traveling. Cause Eddie would send you out of here. I mean, he was, he was that way. It was back in the day where kayfabe was really, really strong. And the guys respected that. We, we would go we go to to a bar and half the guys would be on the other side, and half the guys would be on on this side. And if you cross that line, Eddie would know about it that next morning, and he'd call you into the office there and say, "Hey, dude, you know, you know, out of your pocketbook, out of your paycheck, you can wow. get fine. So he was really serious about about uh, keeping K down there, and that, that that's what really enhanced the territory.
3: Jerry, you and Bradshaw have a podcast together. Uh, one that I was very happy to be on. Uh, did you get a chance to see Bradshaw on Monday Night Raw last week?
0: Yes, and, and you know and it goes back. And Mark, you can testify this white man can dance. You know, <laughs> John, John is not that one. Yeah, John, John, John. I think he's going to add a little bit to uh to, uh, to Baron there. And uh, Baron's a tremendous talent, a tremendous athlete. And he needs a spark. And what better spark to give him than my podcast partner, JBL.
1: And I think even though he got on
0: Oklahoma really bad that week. And as Mark Henry can probably testify, probably mad at me. You know, that was the Sooners, you know. They weren't playing the Cowboys. Cowboys are a different team. They played the Cowboys as fast All right,
2: stop it, stop Oh, stop,
1: it. stop. I knew i get it. that. I had stop. enough. Well, that tells you who won the game right there. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and again, Tales from the Territories, tomorrow night on Vice, uh, centered around uh, the Florida Territory. And, Mr. Briscoe, I, I have one last question, because you're kinda, you were kind of headed to the curve in a lot of ways when it came to 1984. And you saw the, uh, the, the business start to change, especially with Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon going national. Were you aware that, boy, this was this territory system that we kind of were a big part of for a long time because of cable TV was about to fall apart. And then going national was key back then in 1984.
0: What what a great question. And yes, you know, uh, you know, you know, during that time period, Territories were struggling. The ones that weren't struggling was, was really the the, the the ones that were kind of really set and, and talent. And so mm-hmm. Carolina was doing good. Georgia was doing good because of the TV. And and not many others were doing good. Uh, they, what Texas was doing, world class, of course, so you can't let, leave them out. They were knocking everybody's socks off because they're, but once again, it was TV. We'd heard the rumors that Vets was going to do. My brother and I were we like to think we're very progressive business people mind, mind wise. So we saw what was going on with that cable TV and I, would actually quit wrestling before I went to Carolina and turned the hill with Ricky and Jay, cause I wanted to get into the promotional side of the business. I was just starting my family and all that. So I was wanting to, wanting to kind of get off the road, kind of enjoy a family life. So I started doing the promotion. So we, I, I went to work for Georgia championship and, and, uh, and the Superstation. Every week, and I, as a promoter, every week I'd get, get a book, of, of, of a routing book where cable was growing. And when I first started there, that cable cable book was probably, you know, a quarter of an inch thick. In less than six months, that cable book had grown to like three or four inches. All the cities that cable was penetrating in, it was a brand new thing. And we were going into these markets that there were no promotions. The reason we chose uh, Michigan and Ohio because she could, close up doors there and he couldn't draw anymore and he owed all these buildings and radio stations tv stations tons and tons of money so it was it was kind of hard to get in there so we had to develop a, a system to get in but we got the doors open and we kept man we're doing great business and we're selling out every, everywhere that we we're going off of that uh tbs tv and my brother and i started thinking you know this is the time if we're ever going to make a move this is the time for business because we we were on the tail end of the national TV back in the in the fifties and sixties, there were DuMont TV and all that, so we knew what we there was already a blueprint out there for Vince to follow too, and we kept hearing rumbles. This is what Vince Jr. is wanting to do. This is what Vince Jr. is wanting to do. So we 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 started talking. You know, let's let's go down our, our other business partner. The NWA was so tight with each other. They were they did not want to expand and you didn't want want to encroach on another guy's territory, which they had that mm-hmm. brotherhood, which I'm, you know, really, really proud of that brotherhood. But, you know, it's a business. And if you're gonna be in business, you're in business to make money. You're in business to go forward, not to stay stay stationary. It's so that's kinda that's kind of the, the mindset thought we had. We saw of we were wanting to do it, but we ran into trouble with our partners. And so we we found a partner that would wanted to do it.
1: And, and, um, and really quick. And I appreciate the answer and the honest answer. And that's, it's, it's an education for fans like me, but you know, you hear all these myths and rumors, like, were you, were you afraid at that time? Like, cause like you just said, there were, there were certain parameters that weren't crossed and you cross it. Like, was that a, like a, a scary time for you and your brother?
0: Uh, yes yes it was we, we received threats I mean after after the sale we received all kinds of threats of mm-hmm. the things that I didn't mind the physical threats or anything like that because you know we could take care of ourselves but when when I was my wife started getting phone calls you know you know about things then my business partner at the body shop started getting phone calls you know about how how underminded we were that's what really upset me it wasn't a personal stuff I mean you can handle Bubba can handle a personal mark can handle that personal stuff we're not afraid of personal stuff come and come and get it if you want to tell in other words but when they start affecting your family and your business associates yeah at one time when we got them up and hopefully uh uh tell the territory we'll get into this one day and we can yeah. hear the whole story where, where it's a fascinating story but Yeah, we we were we were worried because you 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 gotta even when you you're 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 cocky like we were you gotta take take some of that stuff and put it in your mind and be aware of your your environment.
1: Well, Mister Briscoe, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. Can't wait to watch the show uh, tomorrow night on Vice Tales from the Territories, revolving around Florida. The podcast that you have with JBL is absolutely fantastic and. Thank you, for, uh, thank you for giving us the time this morning. We truly appreciate it. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
2: Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best.